How do you feel? So good. You feel good? Yeah, absolutely. What about you? How do you feel? I feel good. You feel good? Are you nervous? I feel like Belle doesn't <laughs> feel good. <laughs> no, I feel great. I'm just nervous, but I feel great. Yeah, just don't mess it up because it's your first time. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome back. Uh, this is my uh, my new podcast. For those of you guys that are new here, um, welcome. Thank you for coming. And those of you guys that have been here and have been rocking with me, uh, thank you from the bottom of my heart. We, uh, we came up with a name. Uh, it's called All True with George Janko. Uh, my cousin Patrick from Chicago came up with it. He, uh, he named it because it's, all, it's playing off the word of altruism. Uh, it actually, re- oh, oh my God, guys. So first of all, <laughs> three episodes in, I'm still nervous, okay? So just give me a little break if you guys notice that I'm a little nervous. And He's then, so cute. And then, <laughs> and then also for all my gym homies out there, for those of you guys that know brothers and sisters that skip leg day, that was me. And now I have a trainer that thinks legs day is every day. And today I woke up and I don't know if you guys know this, but when you do legs day, uh, it takes everything out of you. Uh, and I had no idea. So I'm a little tired today, uh, but uh, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Thank you guys for being here. Uh, I'm actually excited to talk about the things that we're going to be talking about. We're going to be getting into like, you know, our relationship and why yeah. I think it's a very special relationship. Uh, and also my relationship with Reed. Uh, and also Reed is going to be like our little Jamie from, uh, from like the Joe Rogan experience. Yeah, but uh, Reed. Yeah, Reed. He, he, yeah. <laughs> um, Reed, could you, could you hit them with the definition of altruism? Yeah, I got a laptop over here and I'm reading it, reading it online and it says, unselfish regard for or devotion to the wellness of others. It says welfare, but I feel like wellness, you could trade that in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't know what the word meant. So when he gave me that uh, definition, it, it, it really rang in my heart. Because that's how I was raised. My mom and dad would always teach me like everything that all these blessings that we receive, they are from God. And I do believe that with all of my heart. I believe that when you have a really, really an amazing relationship with God, you could start seeing God work in ways that you didn't before because you weren't really invested in the relationship. The example that I like to use uh, for this type of thing is when you get a new car, when you get a new car, uh, you never see that car anywhere, right? Before you buy, you never see it anywhere. You're like, oh my God, this is a special car. Nobody has this car until you invest in it. And then as soon as you invest in it, you start seeing it everywhere you go. There's my car. There's my car. Why is my car there? It's because you put time and energy, you invested in it. Um, and my parents taught me that when it comes to blessings, you'll realize at the end of the day that they all come and stem from God. They could come from your enemies. They could come from your friends. They could come from your family. But when you see them come to you, you know at the end of the day that God is working in a beautiful way. So my parents raised me in a way that I should just be aware on helping other people. I should be helping, I should be the two hands that God put on this earth, right? So if you're a Christian, you want to go to your neighbor and you want to do your due diligence as a good neighbor. Um, So I've always focused on serving others and not necessarily worrying about what others could do for me because I know in my mind that if it comes from God, there's nothing that I could do that's going to change the direction of what the Almighty wants for me. So I'm not going to do something for you to get something out of it because i.e. if I do believe in a God, he's watching every move that I make with my heart. So if I'm doing it for a selfish reason, I don't think he would reward a child for doing it if in your heart you're only doing it to get something out of it. Mm -hmm. So I grew this mindset growing up of just being good to the people around me and knowing that 
whatever is to come or not to come. It means nothing of what my good works are doing. It's meant for me. So when Patrick brought me the name of All True with George Janko, playing off me being true to myself and what my roots are, and also being a servant to others, I was like, wow, that is a perfect name. Like I, I'm really, really into that name. So the, the name of the podcast, guys, is All True with George Janko. Please leave a comment down below. Let me know if you like it, if you hate it, if, if, you, if you're like not into it or you're into it. Let me know because we also do want to start incorporating at the end of these podcasts of us reading comments and uh, getting involved with the community because I think this is what's special. This is what is special about a podcast is we're, we're talking and the audience is, it's not like I'm, I'm playing music or I'm like in a movie. It is about my point of view in life. And so when I meet you guys in real life or when I read these comments, they mean a lot to me because you guys are seeing my heart on the table. And like, so again, I appreciate everybody who's, who's tuning in. Um, but dude, let's get into it, guys. What's uh, what's new and exciting? You have some TikTok stuff. You got some TikTok news. But, oh my God, I didn't introduce you guys. I'm so sorry. This is yeah. Shauna Delarica, <laughs> my beautiful girlfriend. Hi, guys. Um, we met uh, like almost four years ago. Yep. Yeah. It's four years. And uh, she was my best friend and uh, still is my best friend. Uh, and then Reed... Uh, Two years. Two years. We've been dating, <laughs> hanging out. Uh, so let's get into it, babe. What makes you think that we're the best couple in the world? Well, let me tell you. I have a list of things. <laughs> Isn't no, it, it, but does it feel weird like talking about our relationship like in front of people? Like, it, Yeah, because you know what? I think even when I have these conversations with like my girlfriends and I try and give advice on what I feel like helps a healthy relationship. Sometimes I feel like I'm not trying to like brag and be like, well, you know, we've got it going on because we do this, this and that. Right. Yeah. But I do think it's important to like really notice the things that make us work. And I think that it's one of the biggest things is just from the jump of our relationship. We've just been very open and communicative with one another and very honest with each other. Yeah, that's huge. Communication is key. You taught me how to really communicate, actually, so I'm, I'm blessed to have you in my life. I would uh, not, I wouldn't have anger issues. I was never disrespectful. That was never a no. thing that I've ever had, but I never communicated my feelings because I just was like, fuck it, move on. Let's just do it, mm -hmm. right? Let's just, I'll, I'll bury it. Yeah. And that and that can get bad, especially for like big hearted people, people that love people. Mm -hmm. They feel like if they, if they communicate, then that person is not gonna like them anymore. And yeah. I had that problem a lot. Mm -hmm. I've lost a lot of good friends and, um, and I blame myself. I, I, I wish in the beginning I would have uh, communicated how I felt and I, and, and you know, I'm the type of person that will bottle it up, bottle it up, bottle yeah, it up, and then I'll fucking explode. And then I'm mm -hmm. I'm like one, I'm never one foot in, one foot out, right? So I'm 100 in everything I do. So if I get to a place in my life where I'm like, you know what, bro, I'm sick of being walked on. It took you forever to realize that you're walking on me, you're disrespecting me, you're doing this. Like, like I'm over and now I'm like done. I'm like moved on. Even if they want to like, hey, let's work on this. I get, yeah. I'm like, no, dude, I gave you the time. But that's such a bad attitude to have. Then you corrected yeah. me on that. And I, and I really appreciate it. I, I, I need to be a man and like set the standards of what is okay for somebody besides me or my family and how they treat me. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you don't have that standard for yourself, then there's, you're just giving the door open to like people to walk on you. And so, yeah, well you set the standard. Yeah, exactly. You set the standard of like how you feel like you deserve to be treated. And I mean, it's funny because, and we were just talking about this last night, even though, I was so big on like telling you like, oh, we need to communicate. We need to communicate. I still like, I fall short to it all the time. Like I do the same thing. I bottle things up. I don't want to communicate like how something made me feel or whatever that might be. And then to the point where you're like so upset about it that it comes out the wrong way. So it's, it's also forgiveness is a huge factor in it. Um, mm -hmm. People want to forgive other people on their schedule. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll forgive you when I'm ready. But again, and, and I bring up God. And this is cool because I can bring up God on my podcast and not feel guilty. So this is like, I'm sorry, I'm getting used to it. It's like the wheels are like turning again. <laughs> I use God as a huge example um, for myself. I always set the standard, right? He's the standard that I live by. So like I sin every day or I do something wrong every day. I'm not a perfect human being. But one day I'm going to stand before a very real God and be like, man, I, I pray that you could forgive me for these moments that I slipped up, that I was weak, that I was tired, that I was frustrated, that I was angry and all these other emotions like bottled my heart and changed the POV of how I see things. And, and I just wish that you could see through those pains. And that is the definition of grace, right? So right. like watching somebody suffer, make a wrong decision because I think all sin roads are paved with good intentions, right? So mm -hmm. people don't wake up being like, I'm going to be a piece of shit. Maybe yeah. they're hungry. Maybe they're losing their job. Maybe they lost a family member. Sorry, I don't mean to burp. I just drank a lot of liquids, liquids <laughs> to get me ready for this podcast. But a lot of it has to do with grace. And I know that I'm going to stand before him one day and I know he's going to forgive me. But I was reading the Bible and, and it was this very special thing. And it said, I will, it, it, I'm going to be misquoting it, but please like do your due diligence and read. But he gives like a, it's like a measurement on how you judged other people. And I thought yeah. that was the most beautiful way to judge somebody. Imagine a very real, like a very big, powerful God, a God that could calm the ocean with his hands is so merciful that he's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to judge you the way you judged others. Yeah. And that's crazy. You taught me he's, that. He's going he's gonna to look at you the way that you looked at others. So that, you know, it, quite frankly, it started my direction of how I judge people in, in a shitty way. I will admit it. Like I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to forgive people because I want God to forgive me. And it was a very selfish like thought, right? Like, oh, oh, oh I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. So that way when I meet him, yeah. he's going to forgive me. But through this practice, it opened my eyes to realize like, yo, forgiving other people is it's really for you, bro. It's re it really takes away a lot of pain off your heart because once you remove the ability of somebody taking that, because ang anger is energy. I always tell people that anger is energy. And every day you have a certain amount of energy that you're going to burn through through the day. Do you really want to burn your gas on something that you can't control? Like other people's emotions or like, like directions towards you? Like, I'd rather just forgive you and move on. There's a lot of influencers that mentioned my my name in the Bobby Lee thing, mm. and uh, they were they were jumping really quick to like to tear me down. And and the one thing that they use is like, oh, he's not even a real Christian. He was doing all these, and it was sticking at me and it was hurting me. But then I realized I was like, I'm not gonna spend my day sitting here reading these comments. Mm. And when I could be doing good, because at the end of the day, God knows my heart. He knows where I'm, I'm where I'm aiming to be. How I wake up every day trying to be a better man than I was yesterday. So there's there's no good energy being burnt. I'm trying to prove people wrong that don't even know who I am. Mm. And this whole like situation flipped on its head. And also like, again, remember in the beginning of this podcast, I said, God will bring my blessings. I don't care where it comes from. You could know the Bible back and forth, but you can't put your finger in my face and tell me what my relationship with God is. You have no idea the shoes that I've used to walk through these life. Like yeah. you, you can't. And, and then through that whole situation, a lot of beautiful fruit grew from it. I have my own podcast. A lot of people got to see what happened after that. There was a lot of things that came good from that. But imagine if I would have wasted all those days instead of like trying to build a podcast or trying to be fruitful or trying to like forgive and move on. If I used anger, it only corrupted my footsteps and ma only made me stand still. Yeah. And, and I also want to pivot this conversation for, uh, for people in their 20s or 30s. I just turned 30. Um, it's okay not to know what you want to do in life. It's totally okay. 
I think that's, it's, I think in a generation now where we're watching people online know what they're doing with social media and we're watching this filtered life that we're like, oh my God, we need to get our shit together. Yeah. I need to get a hustle. And, and I'm watching these motivational people like, for example, Andrew Tate and like all these other people that have a, a, a really big audience of men looking up to them. They're using this negative outlook of like, if you're not getting up and you're not doing this, then you're a bitch, you're a pussy. And it's just like, whoa, that's, that's super overwhelming for a man that doesn't have that angst. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that, that, that push. Uh, so I kind of want to come at it from a perspective of love. And so if, if that type of message doesn't work for you, I hope this one does. And the message is this, it's okay for you not to know where you're going but it's not okay for you to stand still. I came to LA, and by the way, um, I, wanna, I wanna bring this up because somebody brought it up to Logan on my podcast. He goes, you know, could you tell George, before I get into what I was gonna say, could you tell George not to always bring up stories about himself or like things about himself? It's very egotistical, and, and, and I get that perspective, but I'd rather sit on this podcast talking about lessons that I've learned and give you guys the wisdom that I was blessed with than sit and gossip about other people and how they're doing in life or what they're doing wrong in life. Right. I want to use myself as an example. I would rather drag my name through the mud so that way you have a cleaner life than drag anybody else's name through the mud so that way you could get a cleaner life. Uh, you get what I'm saying? This is this well, is my thought process. On what it. better way to like explain somebody, you know, the lesson that you've like learned through like showing your experience and like lessons only come through life experience. You mm. got to pull from something. So if you're able to like really relate that to somebody and show them an example, then they can really get like a good grasp as to like what you're trying to like explain to them. Yeah. And this actually goes after that line that I wrote. Um, uh, wisdom comes in um, paintings and, and pain was like separated from things. So it's like wisdom comes from pain. And I think that there's like a lot of emotional pain that grows with it. But imagine if you could paint it for somebody so they don't have the pain. So like that was just a play on words that I was like right. I just hear like a Jamaican person going paintings. <laughs> that's all I hear when you say that. Yeah. That's I'm gonna hire somebody from Jamaica to do the commercial. That'd paintings. Be, that'd mod. be great. Anything anything Jamaican is just it's awesome. Best, best. With with Bob Marley music playing and just wow, very I really peaceful vibe. This song. Yeah, you really you really mess this song up. That's Reed, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, paintings. When I came to LA, I wanted to be a musician, and I and I was interning for uh, recording studios, and I just thought that was it. You know what I mean? Like I was like, oh, this is the direction. But then it changed throughout time. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm telling the people that don't know what they want, it's like, bro, even the people that do know what they want, it changes. Mm -hmm. It changes. But what the difference is between you and the people that know what they want, they're moving, right? But the difference is it goes from here to there to there to there to there and here. You don't know which direction it goes. You could only trace the points of where life was by looking at history. You can't do that moving forward. You don't know what the future brings. So the best thing is to do is find something that, uh, that drives passion in you. And say, for example, there's some people who are like, well, George, I don't have a passion. I don't know what I'm good at. Mm -hmm. Dude, like that doesn't mean that's it. That means you just haven't ran into it, which gives you more of a reason to get your shoes on and go outside. Go meet other people. Go experience different crews. Go experience different um, homes. Like there, there's so much to do in this life. There is no excuse for you to just sit home, even if you don't know what your passion is. I'll give you an example that um, I didn't know I was in love with podcasts until my my freaking best friend goes, "Hey, come on this show for this six nine episode. I think it's gonna be really cool." 
the only reason that it happened is because I'm so scared of losing opportunity more than I am of taking opportunity. A lot of people are scared of taking the opportunity. I'm more scared of losing that opportunity. I will take the shot a hundred times over a hundred times. You're never going to hit bullseye a hundred times in a row. But like, if you're scared of shooting the first bullet, you're never going to move forward. You're never going to want to like even give it a chance. You're not going to know if that's your passion. So if you're in your 20s out there, if you're listening to this, if you're very, very nervous about the future holds, if it, and I know a lot of people like Gary Vee, which a really good friend of mine, I, I, I love his direction on life. Um, he always talks about how like you don't have to be worried about your parents. Um, and I get that. Yeah. But like you, you shouldn't be worried about anybody. Like literally anybody, you should mm-hmm. you should be kind and, and understanding that your parents might have sacrificed a lot for you to be where you're at. So do that same thing that we were talking about in the beginning. Give them grace. Mm-hmm. Uh, once you could really understand other people's emotions and play into it, you could be very strong. A lot of wicked people, like a lot of people on top know how to bend people's emotions. Now imagine if you could do that in a loving way. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I know my parents are first generations. We talked about this on the Joe Coy podcast. We talked about how a lot of immigrant parents don't want people to chase their dreams because it's like, hey, we risked it here to get to America. Yeah. Now you want to just take everything we have and risk it again. That's ridiculous. i never heard that before. The way he described it was incredible. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a very powerful way. But you know, like you just said, I never thought of it that way. Yep. It's POV. Mm-hmm. It's people's points of views. And pe- people's points of views are so dramatic even if they're standing in the same spot. And once you really master the fact of listening to others and not really being like, okay, I'm not listening to him. I'm thinking about what I'm going to say next. You're missing out. Mm -hmm. A lot of people judge somebody's outer point of views or like where they're at in life because I'm not going to mention who it is, but there's a lot of social media people that I know that they're like, oh, why am I going to listen to him? He has this amount of followers. And I'm like, wow, that's, that is crazy to think that way. And you don't know too, like at the end of the day, you don't know what that person has been through before until like, you know what I mean? Before they are in the position that they are right now. You don't even know so what like, they're actually like behind doors too, yeah. like in that moment. Yeah. Like that person's that circumstance day. changes everything. So maybe mm-hmm. for you, like how, where they are standing in life at this very moment is not maybe very appealing to you or grand or whatever that might be, but maybe for them it's everything because they, you know. It's so much bigger than what it was before. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I love that. Well, I guess this segment was just basically like, yo, like really take the time to hear people out and give them grace. Once you master how to forgive people and see it from their point of view, this crazy roller coaster of a life, even through the downs and ups, it starts becoming exciting and fun. And it's not as scary because... I think the, pe- the reason why people get scared, I'll use myself as an example again, like, oh, I don't want to fall off because then I'm going to be known as the person who falls off. Oh, he, he only made it because he was Logan's friend or, mm-hmm. oh, he only did this because of that. But if you look at it from a perspective, it's like, no, I was blessed to meet somebody like Logan. You know, he opened the doors for me. That was amazing. Say I did fall off. Say I go back home. It's not that bad. I get to go home to two parents that love me, a sister that came out, worked for me. We have stories to tell. Mm. When you take away people's little like digs at you or worst case scenarios and you take the pride, exactly. When you take somebody's pride, whatever comes before pride is fall, right? It's Mm. like if you take it and just, you don't have to dish it back at them like, yo, fuck you, you have pride. You can just be like, okay, I get it. You're still at that level that I was at one day and I pray that you get out of it because once somebody uses pride against you, 
they're using it against themselves. It's a double-edged sword. Mm. So whenever, whenever somebody hurts you with it, they're hurting themselves because I know a lot of people that said so many things in the public eye and now they go to bed being like, God bless, somebody's going to use that against me one day. And that's crazy to think that way. Right. There's a lot of people that wish like other people's downfall and when you're, they're by themselves, they're, they're scared of that downfall because they've built it up so much. But if you give people forgiveness, you give yourself forgiveness. Yeah. Whatever you dish other people, they, it comes back to you. Compassion. Um, let's talk about something that's a little, like, a little hot. Like, like something that's like people don't want to <laughs> – people like, like they don't want to talk about it. Like for example, um, uh, I don't know. Let's, like, I, I'm trying to think of shit that like, we talk about all the time that's like – for example, the man of the house situation. Okay. Like, how do you feel about having a man in the house? Like, somebody who's like, this is my house. Is a man in the house? Like, the man of the of house. The house. <laughs> like, having a man in her home in general? Growing like- up, my dad is the man of the house. There was no, there's yeah. no conversation about that. There was a respect. There was order to the house. It didn't mean that we loved him more or we put him at a higher pedestal than my mother. But as a leader of this family, of what happens to this family, we looked at him. But... It fell more responsibility. It wasn't a pride thing. It wasn't an ego thing. Like if we only had one meal, my father wasn't the one eating it. If we were cold and there was only one blanket, my father wasn't the one using it. Mm. If there was a fire in the building and me and Jessica were in a, like a building lit on fire, my mom and dad are not going to be sitting outside discussing, okay, who's equally going to go into the fire right now? My father would say, stay here. Mm-hmm. I'm going in. And I think people misconstrued this idea as like it's worth more. Right. But it's actually not. He Mm-mm. put us above him. Yeah. And so like I, it just broke my heart that I'm watching people say like, oh, the man in the house, like, yo, that's fucked up. Like they should be equal. Like they're shitting on them. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Did you just really take everything that they sacrificed and threw it back in their face? Like you think I'm going to disrespect my dad by being like, oh, you're chauvinistic. My dad's mm-hmm. like, what's chauvinistic? I risked everything for you. I did everything for you guys. Yeah. There was no chauvin. I wasn't going around bragging. Yeah. I wasn't saying, yo, what, what I say goes. Mm. My, my dad would teach me that my mother was the backbone of the family. Mm. That he married a woman that he was so in love with her mind. And he would want his kids to have her point of views. There was so much respect in my house. That when I'm watching people talk about what I grew up on in such an evil way, Mm -hmm. the first thing we talked about, I had to ask you, I go, hey, listen, like, I don't know if I could sleep at night knowing that the only thing that I ask of you is the respect of trusting in me, that I'm going to lead this family in in a good way. We're going to discuss minds together. We're going to, we're going to break bread. We're going to choose to raise our kids in a, in a direction of like this platform. This is how I think my children would succeed the most and in, in, you love that idea and and and, not, and and we could cut this out if if you don't want this in but no the way that your mom would look at me and she would just say like i've never met a man like you before like this is like it like she would cry and tell me like i love the way that you treat my daughter but i only treated you the same way that i watched my father treat my mother mm-hmm. and the way i treat you is the way that i would want another man to step in and treat my daughter mm-hmm. i wouldn't want the bill to be slid and then my daughter to split it 50 50 i would want the man to hey if you're gonna ask my daughter to go to dinner with you she's gonna get her hair done she's gonna put makeup on she's gonna put put a beautiful dress on she's going to to come out and and grace you with her presence Mm -hmm. if you're gonna ask her to come into your presence and have a meal be respectful cover that bill chivalry you know what i'm saying open the door like and also like 
when the when the when the time comes where she becomes more just not a date but of a partner like yours, I never ask you to do anything, but you do things that yeah. will like back me up and have have my best interests in mind. And yeah. I knew that I wanted you to be my life partner because when I was dating other women, I would see a lot of things in them where I was like, Oh, I pray to God my kids don't turn out like in this situation or that or act like this or be like her in this type of way. But when I met you, I asked God, I go, God, first of all, thank you. Like if you don't treat the woman that you're with, like she's literally a gift from God. Like, Hey, this is your partner in life. This is a crazy fun little game that we're playing in this world. And this is the person that I chose to, to share your bloodline, to share your, share your fruits. Like I treat that with the most upright respect because he could have given you to anybody but he chose to give you to me. So I treat it that way. So when I saw this woman and I was like, holy cow, I want my kids to have all of these thoughts, all of these features, all of her mindsets. This is how I knew I wanted you to be my partner. But when it comes down to tough decisions, I, I, I love that you trust me to make the, the, the decisions that it's, it weighs on you. You can't make the decisions. It, it overwhelms you. Like, so I, as a leader go, okay, I'm going to make this decision for the family. And if it fails, it's on me. Yeah. And if it succeeds, it's for us. That's the mindset. It's not like me, 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 me. No, 100%. And I think like what people have to understand is like there's a mutual respect where no matter what and everything is a discussion when it comes to like our opinions and decisions that we need to make, we have that respect of like, okay, like let's talk about this. But at the end of the day, I think that like you as a man and me as a woman, we each have our strong suits yeah. and things that I'm strong in you may, might not be as strong in and things that you are strong in, I'm not going to be as strong in and that's yeah. okay. And that's what makes us balanced and strong to build like a, a family and build something strong. And I think kind of like, same as like what you said, what I love about you is that you really take the responsibility to like be the man in the relationship and to lead and to set by example. And you have such wisdom when it comes to like, to the decisions that you make. And I respect that. Like I respect the wisdom that you have and the way that you lead with God. I mean, like from being with you for free for like four years, I've learned so much and I've grown so much closer to God. And I know that God put you in my life for that reason as well. But like, I'm just so, I'm so grateful for that. And I think that the role that you play as like, yeah, the leader in the relationship and the man of the house is something that people should like look up to and should like look for and being that you know that gentleman that like takes care of his girlfriend and then also too i'm there to like help you know like be yeah be your backbone like per, like help like take care of you and be there to like talk you through things you know what i mean like whatever that might be like yeah i think i think like they they misconstrued it a lot they think that the leader just means it's all about him but it's not oh. it's literally like a, an alpha wolf i always say this the alpha wolf is in the back of the back of the clan. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? He's he's he lets the the other people set the pace. Yeah. Um. Like I'm not gonna be able to like somebody breaks into the house. <laughs> I'm not gonna have as good of a shot to like protect us. <laughs> you say that, you but are. you're right next to me, bro. Like when the one time we thought there was a house, <laughs> we thought somebody was breaking in. I grabbed my pistol, cocked it, and before I even turned around, she had a knife in her hand, like ready to rock. I was stop. like, oh, stop! Like this girl's ready. <laughs> she is ready. And, and by the way, <laughs> I, I actually do want to, I want to pivot something. I'm not the leader of the house. I think I'm the man of the house, but I think the yes. leader of the house is God. And I think that's what makes it work Yes. because yeah. we both have a standard well is like he is in charge. So he has this like 
direction of where he would want us to uh, 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 act and be mm-hmm. to each other. And we're following yeah. his instructions. We're not in yeah. charge. So the way that I treat you is like as a gift from God and you mm-hmm. treat me the same. Yeah. And I think that's what works. Yeah. I think if people are more focused on who's in charge and who's running shit, it, that it's it's driven by pride. Yes. And I just want men to be men, but like totally. you don't have to be a man and be a jackass. And yeah. I feel like that's what's happening nowadays. Yeah. People are like, I'm the fucking man. This is my bro. Like, let me give you an example. Have I ever raised my voice at you in front of anyone ever? No, I would be. No, never. I would never be okay with that. But like, we, we yell at each other all the time. Once in a while. Not yeah. all the time, actually. No. That, that's pretty ridiculous. But yeah. when we get into it, we're loud. We're very yeah, loud we have people. Opinions. We have arguments, things like that. But at the end of the day, too, another thing is that, and I'm glad that you corrected that. I didn't mean to say leader. I'm, yeah, man, that was like a better way of being said. But, um, when you feel like maybe you feel really strongly about something and like you're like no this is how i feel and i disagree and maybe we argue about it you wait a while you reflect and if you feel like you were wrong about it you're the first person to be like hey i was wrong about this situation like i own up to it and like you take responsibility for it always and that's huge because it's disrespectful to not do that for you like you love me so much and i see what you've done in your life your sacrifices your your time your your patience with me during weak moments. Like it would be disrespectful for me to know in my heart that I was wrong to you and not own up to it. That's fucked up to be honest. Like if I knew I did something wrong and I wasn't like, Hey, you know what? And I just buried it. That's, that's a bitch move. Mm -hmm. If you can't own up to what you did, you're a bitch in my book. You'll always be a bitch. Like, cause like, how dare you, how dare you move on in life and have the person you love think that, Oh, she was wrong. Yeah. That's messed up. Yeah. Um, another thing I want to say is like set the example for your partners too. Like I know some dudes that will get loud and yell and freak out at their spouse or like their loved ones in front of people. And I remember this dude, he came up to me um, after his girl. So he came up to me because his girlfriend came to my house because she was asking me for advice on the situation. And uh, as a respect for the man, I told him, I told her, you have to let him know that you came here. Because like, I don't want a, a girl who had an issue with, a, with another man to come to my home. Yeah. So I was like, let him know. And then you could come over and we could talk about it. He thought that was really, really respectful. Mm-hmm. So he came over. He goes, by the way, thank you for that. And then he said, he started talking. He started talking. This is what I said. This is what I said. This is how I said it. This is blah, blah, blah. Am I wrong? And the craziest part is he wasn't. The situation, he was more right in. Mm-hmm. But how he opened his mouth blew up the situation and it didn't need to go there. So I told him this. I go, you're right on how you, how you feel. You're absolutely right. But can I ask you something? If another stranger, a different man, came up to your woman like that and said the way that he said it to her, what would you do? He said, look, what I said? Mm. And he goes, yeah. I go, yeah. He goes, I'll beat the shit out of him. He goes, you're not going to talk to my girl like that. <laughs> and I go, buddy. <laughs> I go, he goes, no, but that's my girl. You know, we could talk like, like we're more comfortable. And I go, dude, like you don't understand. You set the standard right when you walk on your woman in front of other men i don't care it's not like you're saying oh by the way guys room's open spin her face like that no but when they get upset they're gonna be like oh that's how she operates so i'm gonna treat her that way yeah and you're you're just opening that door and it's like yo don't open that door show respect to your girl if you there's so many times that you would bug me on a situation i say it so many times but i'm talking about through <laughs> four years There'll be multiple times where you would do something where I was like, that fucking pisses me off, but I'll wait. Yeah, I'll same. wait until we get home. And the funniest part is by the time I get home, I'm not even mad about it anymore. 
right. because I'll see it from your point of view and I'm like, oh, so I'll just come up to you like, hey, please don't do that next time for this. Like this is, it kind of upset me and made me look like stupid. You embarrassed me here because I yeah. felt like less of a man and like this, this, this and that. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. But like set the standard on how you treat your loved ones in front of other people. Don't disrespect your loved one in front of people, bro. That's so insane to me that somebody would say, oh, I'd beat the crap out of anybody that would talk to my girl like that. But you're talking to her like that. Like yeah. you're the one that's belittling her. And like when you belittle something you love, bro, like you just took something that you should be putting on a pedestal and looking up to and like, wow, this is great. This is my loved one. And like, then you just take it, wipe your ass and throw it in people's faces. And people are like, what happened here? How did this just happen? Okay. And then people are going to have mixed emotions. Also, gentlemen, now that I'm just kind of getting into this rhythm, sorry, I feel like I'm just sitting here spieling. It's but just like, not a podcast. Right? <laughs> Another thing is um, be careful of what you discuss with your friends. Mm. Be careful what you discuss with your friends. Not every time you bump heads with your loved ones, you have to mention it to your friends, bro. Yeah. Because they're going to get irritated and they're going to have some type of resentment toward the person that's bringing you pain. So like, for example, there's some situations, well, dude, be a fucking man and deal with it in your home, bro. Yeah. Not every time you have to, like, listen, if she started talking to a different guy, having some weird cheating issues, then fuck yeah, bring it to your friends. But if like the way she dresses is a situation, I don't think you need to address, get that? <laughs> that with your friends you don't need to do that yeah. if you feel like hey you know what i think you're showing a little too much for everybody i feel like it's it's ruining the value of what you you're demonstrating for us in the bedroom i feel like it's now open for everybody else i'm using this as an example but i feel like you know this is a very personal intimate conversation have that inside your home yeah. you don't need to be talking to your friends about what and how your girlfriend's acting 24 yeah. 7 well if you just constantly go to like you know each one of your friends and you're like, oh, this happened, this happened, this happened. You're putting that in their heads. And like, I know that when people tell me certain things about other people, it doesn't change how I view them. But I'm like, oh, okay. That it definitely like, I have that in mind. Next time I see them, I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. Like, maybe, you know, this is how you are. Or maybe this is the way that you communicate to others. Like, damn, you know, it, mm -hmm. it does, whether you notice it or not, it does alter the way that you feel about somebody just a little bit. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Also, have you ever, um, and I, I, I'll, I've done this so many times. Have you ever like when you're angry, talk shit about somebody? Yeah. And then as soon as you get it off your chest and you get going and you notice <laughs> that the other person kind of, you see them change the energy Yeah. towards that other person. And you're like, I only felt that way while I was angry. Yeah. You know what I mean? I only felt like that when I was angry. I don't feel like that all the time. I was angry. And, but the worst part is deep down, you know that the person you vented out to is going to have those feelings all the time. Yeah. And now you just corrupted somebody's, point of view on a person i know i'm just kind of like like spinning some shit but i hope like this is resonating with some people no it's great yeah no it, these are like great things to talk about you know I mean? these are things that we actually talk about all the time and it's actually something i want to say earlier but you were like talk you like changed the pivot but um i think that's something really great about you and i know that you talk about it but i really want people to know this is true you are the first person that i've ever met in my life that does so much internal work on themselves and you, but, and you really like work on yourself, you learn something and then you try with all your might to apply it and to change it and to fix it. And like, that's something that not a lot of people do and it's very hard to do for yourself. And like, like the amount that you've grown in four years is just like, is immense. Like you've grown so much as a person and it's just really beautiful seeing somebody like being able to correct their actions and just constantly working on like being a better person and being like a more patient person, a more like thought out person. Like it's just really great. It's really like, I really appreciate that. 
I know the day that it changed for me in my heart. Really? Uh, yeah. It was when we had a really bad fight, me and you, and I brought my toxic energy yeah. uh, from my last relationship into this one. And uh, with my work, I've always had that mindset. Reed actually brought that up to me. You were the first person I ever mm-hmm. brought it up to me. You said, I've never met anybody that like learned something. And then it was like, okay, that's it. Now I'm going with that. 24-7, dude. Um, Your mind and, doesn't turn off. And I appreciate those words, guys. Those, I, I see those it, mean I see a lot. It give you a lot, but I also see it like take a lot from you, you know, like when it weighs on me. Absolutely. It weighs on me. It's a blessing and a curse. And and, and there's no better feeling than watching your loved ones notice that. Cause I don't talk about that. And for you guys to bring it up, it's, it's, it means a lot. Thank you. I I try my best to make sure that I'm the best neighbor to both of you guys. And, Mm -hmm. uh, the day that I was like, I brought that into our relationship was the day that I brought my toxic energy into our relationship. And the way you responded was silence destroyed me bro because i was just like wow she didn't deserve that and like yeah my other ex and me would talk to each other like that but that doesn't mean that this is how she operates and i had to take a second to reflect i'm like i hear stories all the time of men that were like oh i wish i learned this in this relationship before it ruined and a lot of people go oh i learned this from my last relationship and this from my last relationship and when that happened i was like i don't want to be her lesson right do you get what i'm saying i don't want her to move on to somebody that's gonna feel so blessed to have her in in his life and i'm watching from afar being like all i had to do is control my tongue yeah it's not like what you it is what you say but it's also how you say it and in my whole life people would tell me that Mm -hmm. and the one thing i would tell people is like i don't give a fuck like i say that all the time i'm like fuck you i don't give a fuck like deal with it it's just words and i would say that all the time (laughs) until that and i was like wow my words affected her like and i it was the one thing where i was like i'm not losing this i gotta like i gotta rework but by the way like i still fall short i still not nowhere near where i was before no no no. but we all do we all make mistakes and listen you again these are the one situations where like you had so much remorse for that like you you still to this they bring it up and are like man like i feel so bad about that situation and like how i spoke or how you know what i mean how it all unrolled but again, you took that situation and you're like, that wasn't right. I'm never doing that again. And you mm. fixed it. And mm. that's what I love about you. And that's why I see us long game. That's why I want to be with you forever. Is because like you see something that's wrong. And you're like, okay, done. I'm fixing it. Yeah. I also like to wash my hands clean. You guys hear me say that all the time. I got to wash my hands clean. I move on. Mm-hmm. Um, don't be bitter. Don't be bitter. You know what I mean? Like if somebody does something wrong to you or you do something wrong to them, like don't be bitter. You know what I mean? Like everybody makes mistakes. And I feel like... And I've noticed this a lot with Christians, which is, it breaks my heart the most is that they feel like they're the most righteous because they know, they know God and they feel like these are the rules and these are the establishment, but be careful how you wave your finger in other people's faces. Because like I said, God sees everything. And if you're trying to act and pretend like you're this perfect walk along Christian, just be careful because the way you wave your finger in the face, God's going to measure you and judge you the same way. So really, really be careful how you do that. But Forgive yourself. I think one problem I had was I was super easy on forgiving others. I would just be like, oh yeah, no worries. Move on. Like, cause I, I, I loved it when people apologize. I thought it was the most sweetest thing in the world. When somebody apologizes for something they've done for you not to accept an apology, that's ridiculous, bro. That is really ridiculous. And by the way, they would have to mean it. Not like a fake one, yeah, but yeah. like a meaning <laughs> one. Um, but forgiving yourself could be really harmful for, uh, for people that don't know how to do that. If you don't know how to forgive yourself and you're just going to consistently kick yourself for a mistake that you've made in your past, that could cripple you 
from what you need to go through. Um, so let me word this the best way that I can. And, and this goes into the ears of the Christians, the, 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 the believers of Jesus. If God sent his only son to feel that he was worth the worth of forgiving you, if God feels that it's worth forgiving you, who do you think you are to feel that you're not? That's you telling yourself what you're worth. You don't have that jurisdiction. You cannot say that. You cannot have a God that's in heaven look down at you and be like, it's okay, forgive yourself, move on. You are forgiven. For you to be like, no, no, I can't. I'm going to kick myself in. Because I used to have that problem. Mm -hmm. So me trying to tell myself, no, I, I, I don't deserve that. Like I was really bad. I did this. Like I don't deserve it. That's going against what you should be believing in. If you feel in your heart you've made a mistake and you want to move forward, forgive yourself and move on. Stop letting the devil make it seem like it's, it's unforgivable. There is literally no sin. I mean, technically blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. But if you're battling this type of emotion, you're obviously not doing that. But if you are really in your heart, like every day you wake up like, yo, I can't forgive myself for this. Like you need to pray about it because if you can't move on from your past mistakes, you cannot build a foundation to grow. It's like you having a slug chamber and just breaking everything that you have. Give yourself grace, like forgive yourself. Because if you don't know how to forgive yourself, if you do not know how to love yourself, how do you expect to go love other people? Yeah. How do you go expect to go forgive other people? If you're setting the standard for you to look at your own reflection and be so harsh at it, if you don't even love yourself, how could you go love other people? I need to know this. How could you do it? When, you, when I see some other people... Uh, um, being so unbelievably disrespectful to another human being, the first thing that pops in my head, it goes, I pray for them. I pray for the person that's being evil in that moment because I know that they have a lot of demons. I know that there's something going on. I'll give you a story when I was in, um, when I was in uh, eighth grade. There was a kid named Zach. Um, and we got in a really, really bad fight. It was like seventh. Or, I can't. I can't. It was. It was so. I was so young. But I know I was really, really young. It was my first fight ever, and um, he he punched me in the face, dude. And <laughs> and and my Valid. and my <laughs> dad and, and I remember hitting him. And uh, hilariously, he hit me in the face. And the first thing any Middle Eastern kid would know this. He hit me in the face as a kid. And the first thing I thought about, I was like, Oh, my dad's hit me way harder than that. <laughs> now, I know that sounds really <laughs> fucking up, and I I probably shouldn't be saying that. But he went pop, and I was like. That was nothing. That was like me barely pissing my father off, right? Like, <laughs> like that was him just giving me a warning shot. Hi, Bubba. Come up. Come up here. Come Tommy, ladies Come and on, gentlemen. Tommy. Come up here. Welcome to the stage. It's my best friend, Tommy. Tommy Jenko. Oh, he's the best. Um, so he punched me in the face. And I, while I was growing up, me and my cousins would wrestle a lot. So we would be really, really rough. So immediately I knew, oh, I could beat the crap out of this dude. This guy has nothing. I took him, I spun him against the wall, and I cocked back, bro. I'll never forget this. And I had a perfect shot to blow him right in the nose. And it was like the first one. I was so excited about it because he'd been bullying me nonstop. <laughs> I had permission from my parents. It was great, bro. Like my, da like my dad came home. He goes, I heard somebody's making fun of the view at school. And I said, yeah, this kid. He goes, if he ever touches you, you beat the shit out of him. So he touched me. He punched me. And I was like, this is it. This is my, this is my one shot where I get to freaking just beat the crap out of this kid. I cocked back. I'm about to punch him in the nose. And uh, Reed, I saw his eyes, dude. And there was this fear in his eyes and it wasn't fear like oh this kid's about to beat me up it was like lost it was like 
what he thought was going to happen in his head didn't come out to be fruitful. And I'll never forget that. So like, I couldn't hit him. My, my whole body froze. And I'm holding him and somebody, somebody tackled me because like, you know how like your friends tackle you to separate you? Yeah. And we were just locking each other's eyes. And I went home. I got suspended. By the way, which was bullshit because I didn't even fucking do anything. Till this day, I'm mad about that. I got fucking... Think about this. I got suspended for getting punched in the fucking face. That's how you know growing up the teachers hated me. Did he me. get suspended? Yeah, but bro, he punched me in the face. Just imagine like you get punched in the face and everybody for the rest of the year is like, oh, you got beat up. And then you still get in trouble for that. Like imagine that. Yeah. But we're well, moving on. I'm still seeing a therapist for that. <laughs> uh, I go, I go home and, I, and in my heart, I told my parents, I said, there was something in his eyes. Like, I'll never forget it. And my mom and dad said, well, what's his home like? And I don't oh, fucking know. I don't know the guy. And my mom said, well, we should really think about it. When you come home, yeah, people make fun of you at school. They don't like you. But when you come home, you have a mom and dad that love you, that care for you. That stayed with me. Years later, we are in high school. I haven't talked to this kid since, right? High school, bro. We both are in, uh, are in detention. Now, mind you, we don't have any, like, issues with each other. We actually kind of, like, even most likely forgot the fight, but, like, we don't even care about each other. We're adults now, kind of, like, in our head, right? Mm -hmm. So we're, like, <laughs> talking in detention, being cool to each other. Don't even bring up the fact that we're in, in trouble, right? Um, we get uh, let out earlier, like an hour early. So detention in our school was after school. And in detention... When you get let out, you get on the same bus that the high school kids that play football and like all that stuff. They take you home. You know how that like there's there's yeah. two buses. You yeah. guys follow me? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um so the teacher comes in that's gonna watch it, goes, Hey, I have an emergency, you guys are good, go ahead. And I was like, Oh, bet. We live our school is right next to a mall. Kind of a walk, maybe 10, 15 minutes, but rather do that than just sit here waiting for the bus, right? So he turns to me and he goes, Hey, you wanna go get like you wanna go get food at the mall? And I said, Yeah, of course. We're walking, bro. We're laughing. We're having a good time. And in the middle of our conversation, he's staring at me and his eyes start watering. And I look at him like, bro, are you okay? And he goes, dude, you're such a good guy. He's like, you're always so happy. He goes, and I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. He goes, that's, that's why it upset me. He goes, I just hated how happy you were. And I want to apologize to you. He goes, I put my hands on you because I thought that was okay. He goes, and my therapist is teaching me that it's not okay. And that the examples that I were set for me in my home is not what I should be giving it to the world. And Damn. bro. What a wise kid. Bro, oh my God. Oh bro. It bro until this day, it breaks wow. my heart because I'll, cause like I hated him. I hated him, but I didn't have the wisdom to know that this kid came from a house where his father put his hands on him. And in my mind, thank God I never struck him because I don't know what I would do if I put my hands on a kid that got hit when he came home. Like I came home to a, to my mom and dad that like, all they want is the best for me. Imagine going home and being scared to go home. <laughs> I got you and your feelings. Huh? It messes my heart up too. And I, I'm trying not to cry because I don't want to look like a pussy like you. Bro. Um, <laughs> but it's like... If you're listening to audio only, George yeah. also has tears in his eyes, to <laughs> the, 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 the learning curve for me there was like, as much anger that is in your heart, if you do not know the full circumstance of what is going on, don't pull the trigger on something that's permanent. So if you're dealing with something right now with somebody at your workplace, your school place, your, 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 even your loved ones in your home, really give them the full respect of, to see from all their points of views because you have no idea what somebody's going through. Even if you're spending all the time with them, if they don't express themselves, you'll never know. Mm. Belle, why are you crying, bro? What? You just... 
You're such I'm not a- crying. I just <laughs> had some tears in my eyes. I'm trying to hold back. That was a thoughtful, it's just, yeah, just a really moving story. It's really sad. You know what I mean? You just never know. And too, that's the thing is like when you're a kid, you just, but I mean, you're a kid, you just don't think, you just don't know. You don't have the capacity to think so much further out of the box, you know, in that moment when you were about to No, no, it. no, no. I, I, I disagree. You have to. I think there's trying to make kids stupider than they are. Stupider. Look at me. I can't even use the word right. No. They're more I, stupid than they are. No, yes. for real. I think we need to start shaping up our parents. For real, bro. Stop putting fucking iPads in front of your children's face. Fucking stop it. Stop letting the internet. Re- Tommy, stop. I'm talking. I'm in a very powerful mode right now. Stop. I'm doing this right now. Okay. Don't stop. Stop uh, letting the internet raise your kids. Stop dropping yeah. your kids off at school and then getting mad at the at the teachers for. Uh, listen, they're there for the academics, okay? Mm-hmm. But how the kids behave is still your responsibility. Before, if I was acting up in school, which I.e., always was, mm-hmm. always was, the teacher would bring my parents in and be like, "Yo, we're gonna put him outside the hallway until he learns how to behave," okay? Mm-hmm. And then my parents, we know what they did when they get home. They knew where we're like, listen, George, you need to behave. No. Hey, shut up and fucking listen. And I was like, oh, okay, well, fuck. And I would, I would get scared of going home and getting my ass beat, but then I paid attention. Stop giving the responsibility of your children to other people. Yeah, no, absolutely, 100%. I just meant more so like when you guys were in first in that altercation, you're so much younger, but something in your heart told you, okay, I shouldn't hit him. And then it wasn't until you guys were a little bit older in high school, you're still kids, that then he had the capacity to be able to like communicate to you and you could get a better grasp of the situation, you know? I think the only difference between me and those other children is my parents had adult conversations with me when I was young. Yeah. They weren't, obviously they weren't talking to me about sex and stuff, but they were talking to me about empathy, sympathy. They were talking about remorse. They were talking about forgiveness. They were talking about how people could come from homes that are not as magical or beautiful or blessed as our home. And by the way, having a blessed home isn't having a financially successful home. We need to get out of that mindset. Mm-hmm. A lot of people dictate a blessed home with financial homes. Mm-hmm. I could very much guarantee it with examples from friends that I have, people that had multi-millions to multi-billions, to multi-thousands to literally living on welfare. It all was a huge scale and the blessings came from how united the family was. Mm-hmm. Where's your father? Where's your mother? Where's your sisters and brothers? Why are we no longer even having dinner together? It's like this world became more social from social media, but more separated, more than I've ever seen in my life. A community is the most strongest thing a a human being could have. And now we're not even trying to entertain the idea of a community. And if you do have a community, it's a cult. (laughs) It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. What's going on? What can meet in the middle? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you're, yeah, your parents as a, from a young age taught you compassion and empathy and like the value of family and your friends and the bond that you have with people. Like that's something so important. They really built that into you for you to like really put yourself in other people's shoes and you know what I mean? To be thoughtful. And they taught you that kids need that, bro. We got like real deep. Am I, am I taking it? This too- is awesome. No, are you no, sure? This is fantastic. Are you sure? I feel like yeah. it's, it's like too much. People no, are like, what no, happened? I thought he was not a comedian. What? Especially no. yeah. some people are like, no, he wasn't. <laughs> Why'd you laugh at that? <laughs> you laughed way too hard at that. <laughs> You're still stupid. No, because uh, with that recent shout out from Impulsive, I feel like a lot of people that are coming to this video just want to hear your opinion on things, like your values. That's that's what you bring to Impulsive that I think people 
like the most, you know? I would also like to highlight that I'm not perfect and I never want to claim that I'm perfect. I think people, I think people misconstrued the idea of confidently expressing who I am Mm -hmm. to somebody who thinks he thinks he has it all put together. Mm -hmm. I am the first to tell you if I had to measure myself, I'm always in last place. I'm always Mm -hmm. trying to be better than who I was yesterday because I am so far from being perfect. I think that there's a million things that I need to perfect. I think there's a lot of things that I need to even look at. I think there's some things that in my closet I'm scared of even looking at. There's so many things that I could, I could give you a thousand things that I need to work on and maybe two or three things I'm proud of. Uh, and that's who I want you guys to see. Do not look at me and be like, let me be exactly like George because he got it together. Because anybody who's on social media is like, you need to be like me. They're lying, bro. I, I think the truth is we need each other. And I want to show you the things that I have flaws in and that I'm working on. And these are my tips and tricks. And, I, and I'll read the comments and read yours and, and, and sit down with amazing people and get their point of views. I think the best thing we could do as humans is be very, very acceptable. Ex- very, very accepti- acceptance. Very, very... Accepted? What are you trying to say? Accept- Acceptive? Acceptive? Acceptant. Acceptant? To be acceptant? Yeah. Welcoming. Basically, just be very welcoming to criticism. <laughs> and also, we got to stop giving criticism. It's such a... Like, you know what I tell Reed and Jessica and Bell when we're doing work and they're about to deliver me bad news? I say this. Deliver me bad news as if it's good news. Mm-hmm. Right? Check this out. If I have bad news, but I master on giving you bad news in a good way... Bruh. I crashed your car! <laughs> hey, you know how you've always wanted a new car? <laughs> well, <laughs> guess who has to go today? Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. That's that's but, what I feel like yeah. I, I want to get better at. Mm-hmm. Um, you know like, what? I want to actually, I want to I want to talk about some things that I want to work on. So that way, like, I don't come off at, like this guy who thinks that he knows it all. So let me please express myself. I want to, uh, I want to fix my mouth. I think I swear too much. Um, and before I never cared. Um, that's a mouth. I, I never cared about swearing because of this. And I, and, and, and a lot of people comment about this and I never actually, um, uh, addressed it. Mm. The reason I don't care about cursing is because I believe cursing. It's like when God was looking down from heaven, how I would see it is, where does he see my heart? Mm-hmm. I, I see it as like when I say, nah, get the fuck out of here like this. I'm not meaning that in a, in a very evil way. I think if I was cursing at somebody, like if I was really, really mad, like you mother effer, like, like yeah. right now, I don't even want to say it in a bad way because I know it will come off in a bad way, right? Yeah. Like if I say it in a, in, a, in a context where it's like evil and hurtful and it's I'm like trying to curse you, then I felt like it was wrong. The reason why I want to fix my mouth now is because it hurts my heart when I'm seeing people in compilations, when I'm talking about God, and then I mm. use these words and then there's people in the comment section be like, yo, he's not a man of God. And I really do feel like I'm a man of God. And I use this platform to show that God has helped me in so much things. I would hate the fact that somebody would turn away from my points of views, which I find very cool and insightful for you in a, in a situation because of my mouth. Right. And me just giving the, oh, I don't care what you think. It's not what you think. That seems like a very hypocritical thing because it isn't what I think. It's what God thinks. And I was always thinking about, oh, he's seeing it from my point of view. 
when that's wrong. And I just came to the conclusion. And maybe it's because I've told people a lot to go pray for me, open up my eyes. And then recently I'm like, wait a second. I'm trying to tell him my point of views when it's not about my point of view. It's about his point of view. Right. So if my tongue is sharp enough to worship, then it needs to not be dull enough to like swear all the time. And also like, I, I was giving myself excuses like, oh, it's a little spice to the conversation. My stand-up jokes hit yeah, harder yeah. with that little, f you know what I mean? Like yeah. it just it has that little thing. And then, so I tried to stop it, right? That was the first, uh, no, no, that, that was the first level of like trying to stop it. I was like, well, well, that's not that big of a deal. Then the second level was, well, then my jokes are not going to hit and the conversation is going to be a little weird. And mm -hmm. then the third level was like, oh my gosh, it's a habit. So mm -hmm. the, the worst thing you could do is not even think it's a problem, right? Yeah. And that's what I thought. I didn't yeah. think it was a problem. And now I'm working at it. So I'm giving myself grace to like try to figure it out. It's Absolutely. really hard because think about it, 20, 30 years. Yeah. I'm on this earth for 30 years and I truly believe these years of my life here that it wasn't anything bad. And so now I have to retrain my brain to be like, I got to be respectful. Bro, you know, like once I, okay, this is another problem of mine. And the, the, the reflecting part that you guys were talking about, once my eyes open to something, I can't unsee it. Mm -hmm. So now that I realize this isn't something I should be dabbling in, it tears my heart apart. Let me give you an example. I was in the, I was in uh, uh, Valarta. Yeah. And I was like talking to somebody, I think it was Jess. We'll use Jess as an example. But I was like, just grab that fucking thing right there. Like I was just like joking around. We're like, grab that fucking yeah. thing right there. And then I turned to me and then there was an older lady. Now, she wasn't upset that I said the F word, but I go, whoa. Now that my eyes are open, I'm like, this is how disrespectful I am in front of my elders. I'm just mm. dropping the F-bomb like it's nothing. My father would rip my fucking tongue out of my mouth. <laughs> he'd, rip, he'd rip my tongue out of my mouth if he ever saw me use that type of language in front of somebody. But the problem was because I thought it wasn't a problem mm. and I used it anytime I felt like it was okay, it became okay all the time. And I didn't know that like, bro, like now, not only do I not want to stop swearing, but when I swear in front of females and older people, I'm like, Dude, you're not a gentleman. Okay. Yeah. You're a cop out. <laughs> you're like a hypocrite, bro. Like yeah. you, you claim that you're a gentleman and you're working on yourself, but then you use this foul language in front of people. Like, bro, you're a mess. You're a mess. Well, it's a, it's a habit and it's hard to break habits. You know what I mean? And listen, the work is never done. You know what I mean? No matter how old you are, no matter what stage in your life you are at, like there's always something to learn or something you could be better at. Um, and so, yeah, as long as you're like giving yourself grace to like help fix it. Also, it's like, imagine how much better, how much more your comedy will hit when like, you don't even feel like you need to like implement a swear word in there with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause sometimes and we were talking about this, I think before, like sometimes like swear words in comedy, it's kind of like almost a cop out kind of how like sexual jokes are kind of like a, it's like an easy thing. Mm -hmm. You know, people are going to laugh at. It's cheesy. Yeah. Also. Yeah, dude, we, we could talk about this like all day, but like, <laughs> Once you, you, okay, this is the best way I could put it. You're never going to change until you realize that you need to change. Mm -hmm. People can tell you all day long, hey, you know what? You're a little heavy. Hey, you know what? I think you need to watch your mouth. Hey, you know what? You're talking too sexual all the time. Hey, you know what? This and that. But in your mind, you're like, nah, get out of here, right? But once you realize for yourself that mm -hmm. you want to change, nothing's going to help. And I think the best way you could help your neighbor gonna sound stupid and cheesy a lot of people are not gonna love this pray mm. i think you pray mm. i think you pray for the softening of the heart because my whole life i never really thought swearing was a problem i saw some comments 
literally looked at those comments and I was like, ah, go fuck yourselves. Like literally, like, mm -hmm. and I'll say that word because I want you to see my true heart. I'm not going to be filtered. I would literally like, who the hell do these guys think they are? Mm -hmm. Come walk in my shoes and make the decisions that I've made. They, if they even see what I've rejected for my success, just because I know this wouldn't reflect in my relationship with God, right? I know that there's a lot of good men that wouldn't be able to hang with the decision that I made. That's why I kept, I kept trying to gas myself justifying up. Yeah. I'm gassing my, it. oh, you have no, blah, 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 blah. But the one thing I pray to God all the time that I'm thankful for is that I'm not an egotistical man from the parents that I had. So I commented, pray for me. Like, if you really feel like this is wrong, pray for me. And I, and I got on my knees and I said, God, like, if this is something you want me to work on, open my heart and mind. And my God, it works, bro. Like you, you will literally see yourself changing. You, you literally—it's the softening of the heart. If your heart is hardened to a situation, you, it's gonna be hard for a million people to chip at. It's like it's like titanium. It's like hard. It's like us. It's it's concrete. But imagine if you start fresh with your creator and be like, soften my heart, re, re, wash me, make me new. Let me see it from your point of view. Um, yeah, and and I guess be, before we wrap this up, I, I want to uh, I want to I want to talk to the Christians. I, I want I want to talk to the not even just the Christians, the the the, the Muslims, the Jewish people, the anybody who has a higher power. If you're gonna express your love for your higher power, for the sake of your community, do it out of love. Do it out of love. Don't don't misrepresent your community, man. Like that's a shame, bro. Like. Don't put us in the position to try to back you up because you're one foot in, one foot out. You're representing what we want you to represent, but you're not acting like what you want. Like, like for, I'll use myself as an example, swearing. As me swearing in front of an old lady or kids or, or consistently talking about uh, situations I shouldn't be talking about, I'm representing the situation wrong. Mm -hmm. But how I lived my life was, oh, they don't get it from my point of view. That's the problem. It's not your point of view in a community. Yeah. It is our point of view in this community. And our point of view is pointed at our God. So if you're not respecting somebody's choices, do it out of love. Like try to talk to them out of love. Like pray for them, one, first and foremost. If you're not praying for somebody and you're in this community, then you really got to uh, like reflect, bro. Because like you're just missing the steps of what this whole community is about. But do it out of love. If you're watching your neighbor do something in your community that you don't feel that's good, don't get so mad, bro. Don't forget every mistake that you've made to be who you are to help somebody else. Mm -hmm. Really put yourself in their positions. For example, me in my mouth, right? Like a lot of people that don't swear, they're grossed out because they're like, Ooh, how could you do that, blah, blah, blah. And they're writing mean comments. But if they would have just taken a second to be like, dude, he didn't know. He didn't think it was this big of a deal. He had a different point of view on it. And if you could just take the time to see it from their point of view, instead of bumping heads and arguing and getting mad at each other and not getting anywhere because now there's pride and anger involved, you take a deep breath, see it from their point of view, and then just think, okay, if I was in this position, how can I get out of this position? It's like quicksand. If you're moving around and getting mad and you're trying to get out and you're trying to fight, you're going to sink way quicker. But when you're in quicksand, what you want to do is, first of all, you want to be calm and still. Mm. And you're going to try to find the fastest and most precise way out of it so none of us could get hurt. Mm -hmm. Is that a good analogy? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay.
Like so at the end of the day, guys, I'm right, you're wrong. So just watch this podcast, <laughs> like and subscribe, uh, and then uh, you'll 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 get better at life. I'm just kidding. I'm just so kidding. Well, actually, speaking of good things, let's let's just, let's switch with... let's switch some topics yeah. up, right? Because I, I feel like we're some... became like Sunday service here. No, 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 this is good. I I just uh, on this wave of just like you know being good, trying to do good things for others. Um, do you know who uh, Sadio Main is? Sadio Main. Sadio Main. Sick name. Sadio. Yeah. Is that a rapper? No, he's a uh, soccer player. And uh, oh, I know this where he built the hospitals and stuff. Yes, bro. Dude. This is cr- so enlighten the people that don't know who's what. But this is that's a crazy name to pronounce. He's a soccer player. Which Sadio? team does he play for? He plays for uh, the Senegal. Let me see. Plays. He plays forward on Senegal national football team. I don't think you're pronouncing that right. Senegal. Senegal. That doesn't it's sound a right. place in uh it's a place in West Africa. Why do I feel like that's not Maybe how you I'm saying wrong? It? Senegal? Senegal. We got my guy with a Senegal. laptop. He's coming in hot. Yeah, so I typed in the word Senegal and uh looks like I'd pronounce that Senegal. Cool. So Is it right? I don't like do I type in how to pronounce Senegal? You know, yeah, how to pr- how to pronounce it. Because it, it it doesn't sound I wanna give them the respect. Yes. Gonna, like, <laughs> well, Senegal. There we go. So what was it? Can you did you did you hear that? Senegal. 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 Exactly. Exactly what Bell said. I, said right. <sighs> I just yeah. wasted so yeah, much time. Yeah, it's okay. I'm <laughs> so sorry. I just wanted to respect their place, just, bro. Wow. I don't want to hey. disrespect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right. Well, to give you a little bit of background, so Sadio Main, he is from his home village is Bambali in Senegal, West Africa. He plays forward on the Senegal national football team and forward on the Bayern Munich uh, team, which is in Germany. Um, and pretty much since he's been on his soccer team and he's made, you know, a great success for himself and all that stuff, he said like, he's, you know, I don't want to just spend all my money on flashy cars and things. He was like, I want to make a difference. So he's made a massive difference in his home village. And, um, he's built a $600,000 hospital for his village, a $300,000 school and installed units so that they could have 4g internet. Um, he's currently building a post office and a gas station. He gives every family in the uh, village of Bambali a hundred dollars a month. Every family, a hundred dollars a month. Come on, dude. Look, he, this type of guy is the person that we need to praise. Like so cool. 100,000% you guys like he gives $400 to the best achieving student at the high school. Um, and then he gave all of them laptops and sportswear. And then he returns every now and again to play soccer with everybody. $693,000 in total. In total. Yeah. Yeah. But probably more than that. Oh wait, to fund hospital. That's just yeah, the hospital. That's just a hospital. <laughs> 600,000. Wow. The school is 300,000. I mean, regardless. So he, I read this or I know actually I saw it in a TikTok. Some, some guy was like reporting, you know, just he reports news. And I was like, wow, the fact that this person is somebody who people look up to and praise in, in soccer and that he's made sure to take the time to really make a difference in his village, you know, more than what most people in power like are doing, I think is so incredibly special. And he's setting such a beautiful example for all the young boys and girls who love soccer, who watch him. Like, I just... I just think it's astonishing. I think what it's a amazing. hero. Yeah, yeah, definitely a hero for sure. Yeah. That is a great way of defining it. You know, it's sad um, that good people, it's like they wait to be good. Do you get what I'm saying? They're like, oh, I want, like I did that. 
I, I was like, oh, like, let me wait until I have this amount of money to start giving. And then I met Tony Robbins and he said, if you're not going to give a dollar out of 10, you're not going to give a hundred thousand out of 10 million. Mm. And I was like, that makes so much sense. Mm. Or a hundred thousand out of a million. Sorry. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And that's true. Uh, giving is like, it's the hardest thing in the world, but my God, when you do it, you feel so great. And then when you do it, it feels a little less hard. It's like, oh, that was, yeah. it, it lightens you. Mm. There's no greater feeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's also kind of like, don't, don't give, like I always tell people, if you're going to give, give quietly. Don't give for the world. I, when I first started YouTube, I took down this video of me giving. Cause like this whole like trend was like, oh, like let's go give food to, to homeless people. And I blurred out their faces. I think I did. I don't know what I did, but I remember I did something to like make myself feel better that I wasn't that bad, right? Mm. And my mom and dad called me. And they're like, what the frick is wrong with you? What are you doing? And I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, it's nice, but what are you glorifying you giving to other people since when have you been that type of person? Mm. And I was like, no, 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 mom. This is like good for our content. And this is how I justified it, right? I swear I justified it this way. I said, no, nah, mom, you don't understand. This is what's like, it's really good to do this because more eyeballs are going to be on me. And then when I get more successful, I could do even more for these people. Again, my point of view. Right. And my mom goes, don't embarrass these people like that. They're yeah. already down on their luck. What you need, you already have everything that you want in life. What do you need to go humiliate these people that are down on their luck on camera for? Even if you're blurring their face, even if you're doing all this stuff, it's like, bro, like, don't put them in a position where they're like, God bless. Now I have to, like, I'm going to take it because I need it. But like, you're putting me in a position and it, bro, I, it made me cry. I'm not going to lie. I cried because I felt like such an evil piece of shit for doing that. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, nope, I got to forgive myself. I got to move on. And then one day I'm going to have a platform. Thank God I have this where I could share that. And it's just like, yeah. don't do that, dude. Don't, don't be me. Don't try to use other people's misfortune for you to take one more higher level up in life you don't need to do that bro you could definitely level up without stepping on somebody else's head um and that goes in any direction um so i would like to apologize i know they're probably never gonna hear this or maybe they will because in la every homeless person has an iphone it's just the most wildest thing i've ever seen in my life but if you're watching this and i've ever disrespected you like that i, I with full full heart I, I apologize for ever doing that i was young i was new to social media and i thought that was acceptable to to record somebody's misfortune for my own greed and mm. that sucks that i did that i forgive you <laughs> imagine that was you <laughs> oh my god what a full circle what if this whole time you were only working for me to just one day kill me in my sleep you're like now that i got my chance you embarrassed nah, me that would have already happened i've had lots of opportunities <laughs> we've been we've been sharing beds in hotel rooms I've, I've had my chances um can we uh can we move on to a little happier topic so we can yeah. get some giggles and stuff i feel some Okay. I don't, don't want to put somebody to sleep in their car or anything like that. Also, guys, we are going to be uh, reading comments and, and answering them on our Patreon. We're going to be uh, yeah. answering. We're actually going to answer yeah. some at, at, the, at the ending of this podcast. and mm -hmm. not, Maybe not this one because we didn't read the comments. But hit yet. us with your questions. Anything. Yeah, because this is a community. We're not. This is not me like not reading the comments. Deep, shallow, simple. If you hate everything. me, write it. I want to know about mm -hmm. it. Your troubles. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If you want advice or if you just want to say something, you want a response. Yeah. Let us know how you feel. How do you like the, the title of altruism? With, oh, no, all true with George Janko. Like, we want to, we don't know. We want to tap into you yeah. guys. Because this is also, this. Is, I was telling this to Belle. And before we get into that, I just want to let you guys know, I'm so incredibly grateful for this, man. Like, this is crazy. Like, I get to sit here and express my points of views in life. And it's, it's just such a blessing that I'm going to grow this audience. 
and we're going to grow together. And then one day I'm going to be on tour and I'm going to be doing stand-up. I'm going to be telling these jokes that have to do with my life that you guys watched me grow as. And like, I never thought that I'd ever be in this industry. Um, I worked for it, never thought it would ever come true. And now I've gotten to a place where, um, humbly, like I, I go a lot of places and people know who I am, but I love that when they come up to me, they know me for being true to myself and true to my faith. And it just makes me happy to know I didn't lose myself in the process. And so I'm going to continue this process, but now the next level of my journey is involving my own community in my process. So I just wanted to say thank you for everybody that's tuning in. If it's 5,000 or if it's 5 million, every one of you guys have this crazy special place in my heart because you guys get me to do what I, I love doing. And so like, if you see me on the street, if I'm eating, I'll get up. If I'm taking a poop, I'll get up. If I'm doing anything, I will get up and I'll never forget that the only reason I'm here is because I had some friends that believed in me and gave me a platform. I had an audience that had ears for me and, um, I had family that built this, uh, this community with me. So just to let you guys know, um, 10 years into this and I feel like we're just getting started. Was really sweet. I wrote it down. It's actually all fake. It, my PR guy wrote it. It's, it's, it's on that screen. It's a tele- <laughs> Imagine I was that good at reading, bro. Oh, dude, I want to talk to it any of you guys. <laughs> if I didn't need for you guys to reread all of my text, it'd be over for you guys. <laughs> all right, what's uh, what's in the new new in the TikTok news? What's new? new? We should have like a segment: the bell rings with bell, or like the TikTok news with bell, or bell. You guys write the what Tick- the name of this segment would be? Yeah, bell bell. Ding ding. Ding, okay. ding 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 dong nice cool um well uh something else cool i saw have you heard about saudi arabia's new city the line yeah bro we've talked about that in impulsive for like almost a year now <gasps> really we actually met the guy who's building it in saudi arabia really yeah do you not watch the podcast that i'm on i, I do watch Be honest it. do you watch impulsive i do watch impulsive are you kidding me i watch everything you do i don't watch every single episode they're like an hour an hour and a half if i watch an episode of impulsive every day what else would i do you know i just didn't see that you guys talked about it <sighs> she doesn't support my dreams oh <laughs> why did that I, that was like it sounded like a song was about to begin <laughs> right that was like such a pitch perfect laugh or whatever Damn, you just bro. did I was so excited about that. All right, that. so move on from the line. So you know everything about it? Yeah, they're building a city that's in a line. Dude, so you know it's about the crazy, three different si- districts and everything and what they're going to be all yeah, about? Yeah, and the transportations and all that. Bro, thing. there's just the audience that has no idea what she's talking about and they're yeah. just dying to know. No, but because I already talked about this so many times. All right, fine. Go watch Impulsive instead of this. Yeah, yeah go, go, watch, <laughs> go check it out. It's they went really from cool. Impulsive here and then back to Impulsive. <laughs> back, yeah, we full circle. You know, go to neon.com and learn leave, about please. it. Yeah, please. please. Oh, 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 do me a favor. Please subscribe. Also, also, <gasps> wait one second. Hold on. I This is getting really uncomfortable for me because I, I don't... I've never done this before, but I'm going to plug my Patreon and I really hope that you guys take this full hearted. Uh, we are showing behind the curtains of what our life looks like when we're building up this, going on to stand up. Uh, uh, and I'm just, I'm just basically showing a lot more than I've never showed in my life. And uh, we're going to be doing exclusive um, 30 minutes of podcast. We're going to be doing a lot of cool things on Patreon. A guys, vlog. The reason why, it, and I'm going to be qu- quite honest with you, it's to set me up to be financially free. And I'll tell you why. 
Because once I, I don't have a platform telling me what I could say or what I could do, and I'm making an income off of being who I am and really true to myself, then I could really grow to be the man that I'm going to be proud of. So like anybody who, who wants to spend their hard-earned money, it's going to be $6, but you're going to get a vlog out of it every week. You're going to get uh, exclusive stuff from the podcast. There's going to be a lot of very, very cool things for $6 that if you if you actually spend your hard-earned $6, thank you so much. I'll never take that for granted, ever. I don't care how much money I have. I know that $6, especially in the generation that we're living in right now, the times we're living in, mm -hmm. I really, really want to thank you. But I need to get to a level where I could be a little bit more financially free because I'm not a, I'm not balling out. I, I spend a lot of my money on like productions and stuff like that, but I have dreams on doing passion projects. I have dreams of doing traveling with our podcast. So I, I need another... A, a stream of income where it's not going to be demonetized when I say something. Right. It's not going to be taken down. It's not going to be filtered. And so I'd right. rather, basically what I'm saying is I'd rather have $10 given to me that's me and I could do whatever I want and say whatever I want than $100 where I have to jump through hoops to make sure that it's I'm, I'm able to make the money. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'd rather be free than like be chained up and be like, this is the only way you're going to make money. Yeah. This is why I want to do Patreon so I could be fully out there. And, and, I, and I just, I wanted to be bold and honest with you guys because yeah. I feel like a lot of people are doing it and saying it for different reasons. Mm -hmm. This is not it. This is for me to be off and break my chains and not having other platforms tell me what I can or cannot say or do or anything like that. Like, I want to be very vocal yeah. about that. Also, yeah. a great, like, community and platform to be able to, like, really, like, connect with the people who, like, subscribe to it. You know what I mean? Like, if they want to talk to you about, if they want to send you a question or, like, get your advice on something, you can really, like, dive deep into it. Oh, yeah. You know? Which you can't, you're not going to dedicate an entire YouTube video, you know, on John who asked a question. But on Patreon, you can, which I think is really cool. It's it's definitely a community base. It's, yeah. it's a very, very strong, tight community base. Um, And I'm very excited about it. We have a lot of good stuff we're already putting on, putting on it. Putting Poting. on it. That I'm very excited about. Yeah. Well, when and I had a meeting. show his butt. Yeah, my whole butthole, mm -hmm. nared and all. Yeah, if we're gonna Close show up. before and after the 4K. jungle version of it, and then the nared version yeah. of it. Yeah, I did a great job shooting it. It's gonna mm. be really cool. Yeah, it looks really mm. good. Yeah, it's ass. Well, yeah. um, <laughs> just imagine they they don't they think we're joking, but like legit, well, you just done you're just scrolling. <laughs> that's it. That's the only. And it's just butt cheeks. They're like, wow. All right. It's literally okay. your OnlyFans. <laughs> Dude, oh, we're putting Bell's nudes on it. That's yeah. going to help us really and sell feet. tickets. Yeah, because I figured that... I want to do it for me, but I do it yeah, for you. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. You know why? Because I'm the man of the house. <laughs> and I told her this is what's going yeah. I just recently cleaned up my Instagram, but I'm going to go more into it. <laughs> well, Andrew yeah. Tate says that I have a portion of your income of your nudes. So. Oh, yeah, because my body is your, yours. Right? Yeah, it is. Okay. Which is... <laughs> 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 All right, what else is the new TikTok news? Um, okay, I have a, a dumb one. Um, so, <laughs> Kylie, Jen <laughs> Kylie Jenner, the, I'm getting revealed the new name of her baby because initially her son, she named him Wolf uh, about a year ago. And then now she just released like his new name, which is Air. So, A. <laughs> wait, just hear me. <laughs> is it wrong that I don't care about this at no, all? No, but just wait. This is just funny. Nah. It's just a funny thing. Is it thing. bad? Because, like, no, I, now I hear the Kardashians' name and I just immediately, no disrespect, hardworking women, they're cool, good for them. But now I'm just kind of like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care about anything. No, I doing. know you don't. And this is just funny. Yeah. Okay, so it's spelled A I R E, right? And then yeah. people were talking about, like, what it means in their language. Yeah. So people on Twitter are like, oh, this means this, no, no. And then the people who speak Arabic, specifically Lebanese, <laughs> say that it means my penis. <laughs> so she, she named her baby my penis. <laughs> yeah. 
So people were just laughing about it. How old? Just are leave you? her. Just let her be. Just leave her. Just leave her. Just leave her. You told me to come up with TikTok news. This is this was on TikTok. This is big. People babe, were laughing. Babe, babe, babe. Your groundbreaking news. Yeah. Hey, bro, what did you expect? Kylie it's Jenner TikTok named news. TikTok news. Ding ding. Bro, am I blown out from the lighting now or no? No, I've been adjusting it. I mean, it doesn't mean. Okay, hit us so with something else. Like, no, he's not. I'm so sorry about that past news that you guys just got. People are going to laugh. Anyways. Uh, awesome. <laughs> Comment down if you guys enjoyed that or if you didn't. Because I, I, we'll, we'll put somebody else in that chair if you guys love. <laughs> just kidding. Shut up. Um, so another one I have, which Reed is going to love hearing because considering he was just drinking a Celsius. But... Um, Celsius right now is currently going through a class action lawsuit. Flo oh Rider. yeah, with Flowrider. No, a different one. What? Flowrider. Wait, 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 wait. Flowrider Flo just Rida, won. It, bro, bro, it's Flowrider, Flo not Flowrider. Yeah. It's Flowrider. Flowrider. It's. Flo Did I just hear somebody laugh? Yeah, I yeah, think Jessica. it's Jessica downstairs. Jess. Her oh, laugh, hey. like, echoes uh, okay, up wait, wait, hold on, hold on. No, for, okay, so Flowrider. Yeah. Okay. Flowrider. Just how earlier you were saying he just got like an eighty million. It's leg day. It's he got an eighty million dollar lawsuit. I was going to say something about that bell. But like, I didn't. Wait, wait, like, what? I've been doing legs day, me and legs day. It's just leg day. Well, it's not one leg. Because you can say though. leg and that it's, it's, it's plural. I think just if you're going to work leg out day? your legs, you're going to work out both. Day? It's no. legs day. Well, that's wait. not true. That's wait, not true that, at all. Yeah, I totally lied. It's legs really, day. No, no, it's leg day. When people say, it's I did day. leg day, it's leg day. No. It's arm day, not I can tell by both of your guys' legs that you have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, really? Yeah, That's not how it works. Babe, you squatted once and you had to pee in a bag for two weeks. That's so, this, this is so out of context and so mean to say. I work my ass off. I work my ass off in the gym. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Belle, Belle did one squat and she had to. Well, what You're so rude. What is it called, bro? What is it called, bro? A catheter. A catheter. I had to change her diaper like an old person, bro. That's Stop. love. Okay. First of all, oh, no. but, but also, hold on, hold on, hold on. Just to clarify, because I know there's going to be a lot of sensitive people out there. Belle and I make fun of each other every day. No, every And when day. we're going to get more comfortable on this podcast, we're going to be roasting the shit out of each other, like the old granny that had to pee in a bag here. Um, because I think it's very healthy that you make fun of your loved one. It is. It's very Agreed. healthy. It's, it's just fine. So tell them how you did one squat, you professional trainer, you. You're so ridiculous. No, actually, and Georgie will have my back. I'm, no, I'm, I won't. <laughs> no, I won't. I won't no, have I your am, back. I, I know to, for a fact for my, you squatted the wrong way and you had to no, pee in a bag. No, for my own ego, I need people to... I'm very... I'm an athletic person. I've been an athlete my whole life. I work out like most... Like, I don't know, a few days a week. Depends. Sometimes I take breaks, but I always go back. I always make sure I'm like in the gym, whatever. Just for my own ego, I need to say this because damn. I work very hard in the gym, very athletic, but whatever. Um, Prove it. Show your body. <laughs> you can just go kidding. to my Instagram. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> wow, nice what a plug, plug dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I love you, bro. There's even better stuff on Patreon, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I, said the, I put up the news. She said to me, she goes, George, I think you're freaking kidding, bro. <laughs> That's so messed up. Um, no, but in, in realness, in the summertime in July, I hurt my back. And this is crazy. I didn't even know it was from my back in the beginning. I just started having like some bladder issues. And can I tell them how you like you first found out? You walked up to me, you sent me down, like George, I haven't peed. And I go, what? Yeah, I was. I haven't peed. I haven't peed. And I go, okay. Like how long has it been? Like a few hours? She goes, no, like three days. I was like, what? No, I peed fifteen times day. a day. Yeah. No, it was. No, I it was like two days. It, it was two days, babe. I wouldn't rush you to the hospital for a day. 
well, yeah, you, I can't, you can't not pee for two whole days. It was like, it was most of the day. I remember this specifically. You were laying in bed and I was in the bathroom and I was like, babe, because I remember my <laughs> bladder was so full. And when my bladder is full, like you can see it. It like, it's like huge, right? Little pee it baby. It was full filled. And I was in the no, bathroom. No, I'm, I'm, I'm yes. 100% sure it had to be at least a day because yes, I know. it was a whole day. It was by the end of the day. And I was like, babe, my bladder's so full. And I was like, I can't pee. And I remember being in the, in the toilet and being like, babe, pa- I can't pause, pee. Pause, pause, pause. But then you went to the hospital the next day, so you haven't peed in like yeah, two so days. Yeah, so remember, I, yeah, I had to go into the hot shower and then to make myself pee. You just made me out to look like a liar. Okay, well, it's because I still, so <laughs> I had to take myself from the, remember, you put me in a hot shower. And so I could pee. And that helped. Oh, no, okay, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're yeah. right. Because right. I always pee in, in like in like really hot places, like hot tubs. Because it helps. Of course. At saunas, mm. Arizona. Mm. <laughs> just, <laughs> I just pee on the ground. Um, um no, but so for it was, it was because for two days, every time I needed to pee, I had to be in a hot shower in order to pee. So that's part maybe why. What you're Must making. have felt so good. Though. Okay, so okay, I get it. So, so you, you needed help peeing with a hot shower. Yeah. Totally Anyways, fine. so then <laughs> I go to the emergency room, and I tell them what's going on with my bladder. I couldn't even really pee for them to get a test for it. I got an MRI, like they got an MRI of my whole like body and everything like that. And I left and they just like didn't find anything wrong. They're like, oh, we don't know. Then the next day they go, oh, our neurologist actually looked at your spine and it looks like you have a really small disc bulge in your back. And so, you know, come back in so we could look into it because that could be dangerous. So I go back in and long story short, it was this big back and forth of like them not really knowing what was going on with her. Her her hospital sucks. It's, I'm sorry. It's, yeah. Don't mention who they are. No. But like in LA, it's in it, not even in LA. That's one is in Huntington. But in like Orange County, yeah. They, they, like they just don't care. Yeah, they don't. It's very much. Sad. It's like, very sad. We come, had to take yeah. her to Arizona. <laughs> yeah, come in so we can see you. And but yeah, anyways. So, but then I was in, <clears throat> I was in the hospital. I was laying down in the bed, and I st- it my bladder was over the limit that it could be. So they're like, okay, like if you can't go, we're gonna have to put in a catheter. And I was so stressed. I remember going back and forth to the bathroom. I had on. I was wow. in the toilet with rain. I was taking my back. I was splashing water. I was doing everything underneath the sun because I was like, I'm not getting a I catheter. I bet that made it even harder. Did it hurt? Ew. Wait, which one hurt more? The catheter or the IUD? The IUD, I think. Yeah, the IUD. Getting the IUD inserted was way more painful. I, I could describe it, but I think you're going to get too cringe of me describing yeah, my no, hurts. Yeah, I don't want to hear it. Do it, do it, do it, do it. The IUD was so incredibly painful. But the catheter is just like, because it's going in your pee-pee hole. Nothing goes into your nothing goes into your urethra. Oh, oh dude. Oh. Dude. You have a tube go in there. And then a, and then a sac so, is okay, in your stop. bladder. Yeah. So I was a grandma. I was like an <laughs> 80-year-old grandmother. I had to change your bag, dude. <laughs> For a week, I had a catheter in. Oh, God. It was horrible. The whole thing was very traumatic. It also stopped, like, my other movements of your body. You know, like, your bowel movements. Like, that stopped working as well for a little bit. I had the most... plunge your asshole. No, you didn't. Can you stop? Please? Oh, my God. No, Georgie was so sweet. Him and my sister literally had to... They went through a night with me when I was in, like, this screaming amount of pain they were so sweet they did like they were just running around trying to get anything that they could for me and like georgia was getting me like hot water for my feet and 
you were just so sweet and so georgie takes the best care of me but anyways so yeah i pay her to say all that by the way it's not true i I just threw a clean bag at her i go clean your shit up come on hurry up (laughs) (laughs) yeah all from a very i just had a very small disc bulge in my back and it just stopped everything it's crazy yeah the human body's crazy so crazy wild so crazy um anything else in the tiktok news oh so i was talking about celsius how do we get to here i don't know celsius yes so wait so flowrider gets 80 million dollars from them 80 million dollars from them yeah and then who else who's suing them now but so now this is we should probably go stock up on them because they're gonna probably be like out of business and then we have to go Mm, like most likely but i don't even know now i like can't i don't want to drink it why what happened why what happened I literally well, just drank one like five minutes ago. Is there something I need to know? I drank a Red Bull and I got so well, lectured th- like this crazy. Well, this thing, I mean, it's in most things anyways, but um, they're in a class action lawsuit. So a class action lawsuit is when anybody who's involved, like anybody from the public, you can also like get money from it because it's a class action lawsuit. Well, it's a class it. action lawsuit. It's leg day. It's, it's leg day. And then she's going to judge me, <laughs> no. you dork. So, okay, so wait, get to the point, bro. What's the can lawsuit about? I get about? money from Celsius right now. Uh, yes, you can. Because <laughs> uh, so the marketers of Celsius, they've agreed to pay 7.8. Marketers? Mi- marketers? The marketers. Marker, the par- Whatever. People? You guys just listen. <laughs> They agreed to pay $7.8 million to settle the class action lawsuit, alleging it falsely advertised its products as having no preservatives, even though they contain the widely used preservative citric acid. Mm. So citric acid, yeah, that's a preservative technically. And they've always, they market it as if it's like, no preservatives, no nothing, you know, it's so good. But really, there's citric acid in it, which I mean, people Whoa. are, you just read the ingredients, it's on That's there. That's not cool, bro. Get my attorney on the phone right now. But so if you could I'm, show- I'm being so serious. That's fucked up because because like I promoted it that it was healthy. They lied to me. Well, yeah. And so the you thing is, money. is that you, um, if you can prove before the lawsuit started within however long before that, that you have a receipt that you've bought in Celsius, you can get $250 today. You can go show them your receipt from before. You get two hundred fifty dollars, and if you don't have a receipt, I always throw my receipts away. If you don't have a receipt and you can't prove it, you still get twenty dollars. Damn, you just made so many people money right so now. So, question: What if you had a receipt for every time you bought it? Would you get two hundred and fifty dollars every time you bought it? No, just one time. You're it's a it's a settlement. Mm. So for your pay, how do you guys feel about suing? <laughs> no, for real, because I, I I grew up and we were not into that. Like. My parents weren't, we don't. My family was hella into suing. Really? Yeah, just sued everybody. Seriously? No. Oh. Yeah. Because like, there was this really rich kid at my school and his dad had something spill on him, like a coffee at a McDonald's or something where he got like dumb rich. Like his whole family was dumb rich. Wait, there's that like infamous story of um, the coffee was so hot that it spilled on somebody's lap. They got third degree burns and they got like $30 million or something. I think it was like, like that. Maybe they were using that as an example. Okay. It's probably that because that's like an infamous story. Mm. Infamous. I, I wonder if, could you look up to see if that person it's, lived it's in like Arizona? It's like in the same realm of like somebody suing Red Bull for and not giving them wings. Mm-hmm. Like that it's was stupid, another. But yes. Yeah. Do you, so there's people that are like professional sewers mm-hmm. and I don't know, man, that's just weird to me. Like, yeah, I think that's horrible. I do have a story though, like <laughs> about I've, suing. Yeah, I've you sued somebody. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, you sued somebody. Like not me personally, but my mom had to. Dude, stop. Yeah, I never thought you guys were sewers. I'm not a sewer. What? I also too like I don't. Come I just thought you were a condosuer. <laughs> what does condosuer no. mean? Did I use it right? Condosuer is like somebody who's like knows like your. 
you have a lot of knowledge on a certain topic or multiple things. Cool. So I used to kind of right. Yeah. The but, lady got uh, $3 million and she was 79 years old. $3 million? Yeah, $3 million. Um, I mean, if gave you it, Were they from Arizona? No, Albuquerque. If they give you a third degree burn, that's pretty intense. She bought a co- takeout coffee in a drive-thru in Albuquerque, spilled it on her lap, and uh, sued McDonald's, and a jury awarded her nearly $3 million in punitive damages for the burns she suffered. Punitive. Well, thing. anyway, so this dude at my school was very, very like well off for suing somebody. And it was an ongoing joke because everybody was like, be careful, he'll sue you. Mm. But anyway, so what was your suing about? <laughs> no, I mean, mine, it made sense because listen, I don't come from like my family was not well off in that way whatsoever. Um, so it's not like we just like we sued people. No, it was at one of my elementary schools. I got into a bad high jump accident. Oh, I remember this. <laughs> <laughs> But, <laughs> that's what you got money from yeah listen dude 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 uh, that's hey jess i can't bear. Hey, shut up if, unless you have a microphone or come where are you Jess bro? just yelled from down the stairs let her finish where are you come up here bro what are you doing <laughs> that's so funny oh okay okay so go ahead so go ahead so by the way just a little just a little paint for you guys um long high jump High jump. It was high jump. High jump. High jump is when you, for those of you guys that don't know what that is, this one when you run up and there's a bar that's set and you have to clear the bar. So you have to run up and jump as high as you can so you could clear the bar. Um, and you jump with like your. And like, usually this is for first. tall people. So I'm, I was really good at it because <laughs> I don't know why, but no. Well, at the time, listen, I was a competitive figure skater, so this. Sick. Makes sense. What do you mean? This stopped my. I couldn't compete. Like I was. Oh no, no, no! You're, ta- you're talking about. You're talking about the the suing aspect of it. Yeah. I thought you were just trying to clarify why you were doing long jump. Oh no. Okay, I'm I so just, sorry. I'm so sorry. I, I don't like, mean to interrupt you. I'm so sorry. The table's yours. <laughs> I was being very rude. Go yeah, ahead, I, I couldn't compete. So also to it, I'm in skating too. You jump, so you know maybe that's why I could jump. Whatever. Anyway, so <clears throat> I. Was in gym class and behind the big bar that's set is a very thick, tall mattress so that when you land the jump, you land onto this big, thick mattress thing. But then around the big, thick padding was just, you know, the little mats that they have in gym class, the little blue mats? They're blue. Yep. Yeah. They're bright blue. They're just little thin ones. Mm-hmm. They don't really... Yeah. Like, they're usually made for people that are doing like gymnastics, like cartwheels. If you're just, yeah, if you're tumbling on, if you're sitting on it or whatever, right? So, but that's what they had just around the really big thick mat were those. So there was really like not that much like protecting you. And I did my high jump. I flew past the bar, cleared it. I went so far past that I missed the big mat and I landed on the thin blue mat. And when I landed, I landed like sitting with my legs straight in front of me, oh. but my my um my right leg like flew back and sapped back so like oh. i landed on my butt and my right leg like i don't know how to explain in words but snapped backwards and everybody in the class heard a big pop okay we all just heard that oh. yeah so everyone heard that <laughs> in the class so it's a really bad accident and did you did you cry no and when Damn. it happened no i sat, i was just in shock i remember i wasn't crying <laughs> her yet. legs right here she's like <laughs> I didn't cry yet. I think maybe once What's I was in, like? once I was like moved and then I started, it was a, once the pain started settling and then you cry a little bit, but you know, so, um, so, but as a like gym teacher, if you're teaching kids any athletics, like when people get injured, you need to know the proper things to do, the proper like ways to go about it. And they moved me and it was a really bad injury. And so when 
They moved me from that spot, put me into like a wheelchair, brought me to the office, laid me down another spot. And when the paramedics got there, they were furious. They're like, why would you move her? Like you, you could have made like you, who knows if they made my injury worse than it already was. Mm. Certainly when everybody in the class, her mom's like they did. (laughs) (laughs) Certainly when everybody in the class heard a huge like pop from like the, like from my fall, like injury and everything. So, so after I got, and then I got taken to the hospital and everything and yeah, the doctors and everyone, they told my mom, they're like, yeah, like that school, like they should have never moved her. That was so bad. And so my mom. My mom sued the school for moving me because I tore my hamstring and ripped so, a piece of so, bone off my hip girdle. I don't believe in suing, but like, I don't, I don't have a kid, bro. I, would, I, I don't know what I would do if somebody, some other grown human did something wrong to my kid. Yeah. So maybe I would, I probably would. Too. Well, it's just like, okay, so you weren't, so, okay, so you're having us do the sport. That's great and all, you know, I was also doing like, oh, wait, hold on. How did you even clear the, the mat like that? I like just, they didn't set it up properly because like yeah. there should be people that are way taller than you. Absolutely. I'm, clearing way farther. I well, also yeah. think it's PE. There's like 30 kids and there's one teacher. Like it's inevitable that things go wrong in PE Absolutely. class. That's, that's how people get hurt. It's just, you have to know when somebody hurts themselves, what do you do? Yeah, it's first aid 101 that you don't move people when they're in serious exactly. injury. Like those yeah. fail videos of people flying out of cars and then people just grab them and drag them like 30 feet to the side. It's like, what are you doing, bro? Yeah. Like you need to know the the precautions and what, what are the things to do. Also, they just weren't prepared in exactly what you said. Like in my class, I was literally, I was definitely one of the smallest girls. Like I was short and I'm really petite. So the fact that I even like flew past it, exactly. Somebody was taller no, than me. athletic as shit, girl. But no, but somebody who's taller than me could have gone so worse, hurt so much worse. Like there should be way more padding around it. Like that's so ridiculous. And so, yeah. And it just, you, I, yeah, I literally, I ripped my hamstring in the center and it pulled a piece of bone off my hip girdle. I was, couldn't compete. I was stopped in all the things that I was doing, was injured for such a long time. Like, so, you know, my mom had good reasons for it, but she uh, saved that money. And when How I turned much? 18, I was able to buy my Prius. How much money did she get? I, I mean, she bought a Prius. Shit. I bought a pre-owned At certified uh, Prius, yeah. That's cool. Pre-owned, yeah. That's awesome. So that helped wow. me get my Shout car. Shout out PE. Yeah, and I have it to this day, you know. But it doesn't mean you should sue anybody without reason. There Unless was you reason want a for it. Unless you want a car when you're 18. Unless you want a Prius. <laughs> then, I don't know. People are just You'll limping. find someone. <laughs> <laughs> um, how long have we been going for? I don't know. It says on the uh, sound mixer down there. Okay. I think probably like an hour 40 or so. No way. What? Yeah. So we should Let probably just wrap up because we we could keep going, you and I. Yeah, we could talk for. Bella and I literally go on road trips and just like talk the whole hour thirty eight. Hour thirty eight. I feel like it's sure. good. I feel like it's good. Yeah, that's great. It's a good amount. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um. No, yeah, we drove to Arizona. It was like six now, a six and a half hour drive, and we're like, we never played music. Not once. And we were together. Like when we were together, we were together all day, every day, and we're just like, and we talk. Dude, we have a really blessed relationship. Very blessed. It's my favorite thing about my life. Besides my looks. <laughs> I love you. I love you. Uh, well, thanks guys for watching uh, to the to the first lead named, the first time named podcast, All True with George Janko. All True, All True, All True. I really like the ring of it. All True with George Janko. All True, welcome uh, back. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for watching. 
uh, do me a favor, click the link and join our Patreon. It's going to be really fun. Take a peek behind the curtains of us and how we build up our future together. Uh, we're going to get a lot more deeper on there. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and if you guys are like, listen, right now I can't spend $6. I still appreciate you for even watching. So thank you so much for watching. Hit that subscribe button. Uh, uh, like this video. Do things so the algorithm could help us be all fruitful. Um, because guys, I'm going to be honest. I've never fell in love with anything that I've done work-related besides this right here. Mm-hmm. I'm in love with it. I really am. And I know it's going to help me become a stand-up comedian. It's going to give me more yeah. time. Uh, and I just want to, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for tuning in. And if you've made it all the way up until here, you're a real one. And one yeah. day I'm going to meet you and I'm going to hug you. And then we're going to jump up and down and we're going to celebrate. <laughs> um, and uh, again, just thank you guys so much. And I'll see you guys next time. Fuck this podcast, bro. This is so Wait, I haven't cut yet. So oh, you haven't cut? No, I you haven't cut. You haven't cut? <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I have to, be I have so to I'm the one who has to cut over oh here. <laughs>